This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hello and welcome to Rochast, the flagship podcast of mobility solutions here at CS 2024. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you spend enough time at CES, you just start to talk like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just can't help it. You start saying the word innovative. Yeah. Like as all parts of speech and yeah. just lose all track of what's actually you just, words. You just look around. There's companies here no one's ever heard of. Enabled selling, by AI. Enabled by AI <laughs> to solutionize the future of innovation. Yeah. With HK, with 8K and 5G. With 8K and 5G. It's all, it's all happening all at once. Hi, I'm your friend, Eli. I'm here at CES. We're here in the Kia Connected Home, which means we're above a number of Kias downstairs, which I'm told are powering the home. Which is kind of cool. That's yeah. We also have a view that I would call like regal above CES. Oh, yeah. We're sort of look, gazing upon our kingdom. I feel yeah. I'm just going to say powerful. we're slightly above the Google booth right next door. <laughs> it's That's nice. right. It feels right. What's up, Android? Yeah. Uh, David Pierce is here. Hi. Alex Franz is here. Hi. There's a whole Verge team here at CES. A huge number of people. We've been out on the show floor. It's the day after all the press conferences. There's an awful lot of news here at CES. Yeah. And David, you have some sort of gambit to organize our two CES shows. I do. So we have to do two shows this week at CES. And the thing about CES is it's just a grab bag of things. Yeah. <laughs> and so we we broke it into two things. Today, we're going to talk about things that are mostly screens. I believe you called them screen gadgets. Yeah. And then on Thursday, we're going to talk about all the things that aren't screens yeah do these things blur together yes <laughs> all the time is the venn diagram of them mostly nonsensical and made up in my head yes <laughs> but this is this is what we're gonna do so today is the screens day yeah there's like a version of this where we were like okay it's kind of a car show it's kind of a tv show let's talk about those things but it's just like we're gonna do screens and no screens that's a better organizing principle than cs has for itself <laughs> <laughs> which this year is just a mishmash of ideas they're mm-hmm. like ai do you want ai to do it uh at one point uh, vw announced that you could just talk to chat gpt in the car sure which seems like i don't know if you guys are aware of this chat gpt often makes things up <laughs> so just being confidently lied to while you drive is now a feature of the new vw there's so much of that this year where yeah. somebody is just like well we made a product last year and now that product but also chat GPT. Yeah. And nothing else. <laughs> like, is that new? <laughs> yeah. Is that like, what you want? Like Telly, the the free TV we talked a bunch about on the show, their new thing is you can talk to chat GPT to get like recommendations for stuff to watch, which I think is hilarious because to your point, chat GPT loves to like make up movies that don't exist. <laughs> so yeah. you can just like invent movies out of whole cloth and then not watch them on your free television. Well, it shows great. advertising to you. <laughs> right. uh, we should actually start with, with TVs. So if you don't know, CES is a consumer electronics show. We're here in Las Vegas. It is the biggest industry trade show there is. That does not mean the entire industry is here in an odd way. Uh, Apple, for example, is not here, but Apple loves to upstage CES. So they announced the Vision Pro early this week. We'll, we'll get to that later in the show. Microsoft isn't here. They all have employees here and people here wandering around. But in terms of announcements, CES, it waxes and wanes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Google is here, but Google didn't make a lot of announcements. But everything runs Android. So technically, millions of Android products were announced here at CES. So it's, just, it, it's a real grab bag of things. But the, in, the good thing about it is that everyone is here. Right. Everyone's yes. talking. If you're a tech reporter, this is fish in a barrel. Yeah, (laughs) you're just in Las Vegas and everyone is holding a drink and ready to tell you a story about something. Uh, And in fact, ready to tell you how much they think the Vision Pro costs to build, which has been (laughs) the best gossip of the week for me. Just people yelling numbers and making up numbers out of it. But the history of CS is that this is a show where TVs are announced. Yeah. Like in the long history of CS, the the one constant 
uh, that has held the show together and really given it its sort of center of gravity is the TV industry shows up here. They show you new TVs. The buyers from retailers like Best Buy and Amazon and uh, I don't know who, Circuit City. Circuit City still exists. Uh, they show up. They, <laughs> RCA they, has a big booth here. So everybody's coming back. Liam is telling me Circuit City no longer exists. Rip Circuit City. Uh, but anyway, the buyers from those big retailers show up. They they debate about what will be the hot trends in TVs to sell this year. They place their orders, and then later in the year, the TVs show up on, on, on the retailer shelves. That's been the pattern. Still the pattern here at CS. Although, interestingly, Sony has broken this pattern now two years in a row. Yeah. No TVs at CS. And the, the big Sony booth at the end of the hall has no TVs in it. Wow. Like, there are TVs to show you other Sony stuff, but there's not even, like, a whisper of, like, Sony's TV models. Right. It's, like, PlayStation stuff, some camera stuff half a car than the rest of the car that Sony's building with Honda, which we'll talk about on Thursday. They're just out of the game. Like Sony wants the high, high end of the TV market. And then the rest of it is kind of up for grabs. Yeah. So we should start with the other announcements. But that to me is just the fascinating turn of the show as I think about the tech industry. This has been the place where TVs get announced and Sony's opting out. Samsung and LG, which obviously dominate the TV market. They are doing stuff, but they're, I don't know, they're kind of like, what if the TV was clear? And it's like they're <laughs> yeah. they're in that zone with it. And then the the cheaper brands, the TCLs, the high senses. Uh, I want to talk a lot about mini LED. They're coming up fast. Yeah, it feels like for the big companies, they've gotten kind of less and less practical over time with what mm -hmm. they show off. These are just sort of like tech demos. And yeah. some of them are very cool tech demos. Well, I think they and, they plateaued, right? Like the technology is plateaued. So well, so I don't think that's true, but I think. Oh, really? people don't care anymore. That's right? like the technology true. keeps getting better. <laughs> but my ability to experience said technology has like long since plateaued. So the only thing to do is like get real weird with it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and I think part of what we were going to talk about in a little while is like monitors, which are now on this run of like getting better to the point where you're not going to start to notice the difference anymore. But there was just like more to do with computer monitors. Whereas like if you want a kick ass TV that is too high res for you to know the difference anyway. You've had that for a while. Oh, now. my friend, I'm ready to talk about this. <laughs> All right, so we should talk about some news because I think there's uh, this year at CS, I think that has been true for a minute. It's about to stop being true again in a really exciting way. Um, so the news Samsung, LG, LG has a new transparent OLED TV. Uh, it's the T. The OLED T. The OLED T. That's TVT. TVT. That's what, that's what they're calling it. Uh, it T it, for C through. It's, it's clear. It has like a black thing that you can motorize, pull down to make it not clear, but then you can make it clear again. Uh, Chris Welch looked through it. He was blown away. You can read that piece. I went and looked at it on the show floor. It's just out. Did you notice a crucial thing about it? No. So one of the one of them, they had, they were playing like Wheel of Time on it. Yeah. And they had motion smoothing on. Ooh. On their like invisible, t well, transparent TV that everybody should care about motion smoothing. That was I, just like somewhere Tom Cruise is furious. I didn't uh, I was furious. I didn't actually see content. I just saw like CES demo reels. Yeah, it was like, like water falling, you know, flowers opening. They were beautiful. Yeah. This, such smooth And then you motion. saw real content. You're yeah, like, there was like there was one TV like in a corner and it was playing just some of Wheel of Time being like isn't Amazon Prime great? And I was like, "Hmm, is it?" And also motion smoothing. Yikes. I turned into Tom Cruise for a moment. Yeah, I almost you, kicked the TV in. Does the transparent TV have filmmaker mode? Because I'd like to enable it, please. I was like, can I have a remote real quick? I just need to fix something for <laughs> you. Show up at CS with an LG remote. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so that's that's LG's big announcement. Uh, Samsung has its own riff on a transparent display. They're very excited about all that. Uh, Samsung has Samsung famously is now doing QD OLEDs, Quantum Dot OLEDs. That's the panel Sony's using, and it's it's high end OLEDs. Uh, they're doing anti glare on that. Here's my argument to you about all these TVs. OLED is hitting a weird, interesting peak. Mm -hmm. So the sort of base technology of OLED is like where it's at. Samsung display is putting quantum dots in front of OLED pixels mm -hmm. to make them brighter. Uh, LG is doing the micro lens array, which is, I mean, all this is really cool. They're yeah. just like trying to make the OLEDs brighter. Right. But the fundamental technology is like hit its point. And it's gotten to about 77 inches. And that's kind of how big they can get them. Uh, LG, can, LG can get to like 83. But do you need bigger? So here's here's, yeah, what, gonna, here's yeah. what's happening, uh, and those are expensive. Like a big OLED TV is like pretty expensive. Yeah. Like a Sony A80 is like a pretty expensive TV. That's four four grand, right? And that's about as big as an OLED. Like 83 is right. That's basically it. If you walk on the show floor, you see mini LED TVs are 
everywhere. Yeah. yeah. TCL is all in on them. Hisense is all in on them. Hisense uh, is picking up from Samsung. They know that people think like OLED is good. So Hisense is like, ours are ULEDs. <laughs> yeah. Just the longest time Sony or Samsung was like QLEDs. <laughs> It's like, you think people are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, truly, you think people are so dumb. They'll do it. So if, you, if you're not caught up on this, the thing that is happening with backlights on LCD TVs, an LCD TV can't make light by itself. It can make the color. So you need to put a backlight behind it. Those backlights have basically gotten more and more advanced over the years. They started out with literally fluorescent lights on the side of the TV. They didn't look great. <laughs> like, old, like old, old LCDs, literally fluorescent lights on the side of, on the, side of, the, of the panels. Then you got into uh, like LEDs behind the panels. That's where you get LED TVs. That's what people are always talking about. Then you started adding local dimming. You started turning those LEDs on and off in zones. Then there was a hilarious spec race over how many zones of local dimming you could oh, have. That's the best. Uh, that was good. Which is thousands like, of it, zones. Right. And then you, what do you, what's the next thing you do? You make the LEDs themselves smaller. You pack more on, you get more zones. You're now up to like 6,000 zones. 60,000 zones is like one of the claims. That's <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. It's too many zones. Just, it's too many like, zones. Looking at this thing, I was like, I don't know, the same company put a U in front of the LED to confuse people. Like, whatever you want, man. <laughs> so this thing, if you look at these TVs, the backlits are really bright. They have really, really, really well-controlled local dimming and they look amazing. They do. And they're cheap as hell to make because they're just still LCD TVs. And the core LCD technology is all the way at the bottom of the cost curve. Like all the way Because we've been doing this for we've a long doing time. Doing it forever. Yeah. And what we've been iterating on is the backlight. So now the backlight is starting to come down the cost curve. This mini LED, and this is like year three or four that we've been talking about mini LED. This is the year that it's down the cost curve. And the thing that these manufacturers are doing is they're not saying we've made a better, cheaper 65-inch TV. They're saying... What if you bought a 98-inch TV? Oh, that's too much. And TCL has a giant display that's like, we are the number one provider of 98-inch TVs in the <laughs> country. And this is our fastest growing like model. There's this amazing graph in the TCL booth that they have printed up next to one of their TVs that is like percentage growth of various sizes. And all the other ones are, you know, like steady growth from 60 to 70, steady growth, steady growth. And then the highest one is like 398% yeah. growth. And it's like, first of all, that means you sold 16 TVs and now you sold 40 <laughs> TVs. So like, cool, great job. Hush. But no, get out of here, you math magician. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think like we, we've talked about this before and, and like you in particular are kind of an OLED purist. Yeah. Like you, I came you, very close to buying a mini LED Sony and yeah. I was like, couldn't do it. But I think all these companies are correctly betting that most people are less obnoxious than you about TVs and thus will buy something that is 95% as good as OLED for a literal fraction of the price. And yes. brighter. Right. And this, and brighter, is, the, and this yeah. is the thing. That you, and basically what you lose is off-axis viewing. So an OLED looks perfect from basically any angle. LCD screen, you're familiar with LCD screens. You get wide enough, things get weird, right? But it's still pretty good on these TVs, especially when the TVs are huge. Yeah. It's actually very hard to get off access on a 98-inch TV. <laughs> you need a big couch. I'm four miles away yeah. to the left. So you have this huge TV. It's really bright because you can make an LCD really bright. And like, you have to go look for the blooming yeah. on yeah. some of these mini Not all of them. They're going to be all prices and shapes. But I'm just telling you, this is the year that that technology just like enters the mainstream. And I, I think it will probably take the default big TV size from 65, maybe not to 98, but it'll go from 65 to 75 pretty fast because it's going to be cheaper, bigger and brighter. And it's going to look in a store almost as good as the OLED. Yeah. Like almost as good as the OLED. Like I really had to look on the show floor and the show floor is like a bad environment. It's like bright and crazy and all the TVs are cranked up to, to 9,000 nits or whatever. And like they're playing they like the best content to make the TV look good. <laughs> yeah. There are no blacks. You you cannot no, see. There, so the, this is the demo that in particular T-Sale is doing. There's a big TV uh -huh. and it's like, you know, it's a flower over black. Yeah. Or and like an Edison light bulb just kind of lighting yeah. up in the middle of it. So they're, they're trying fireworks. to the TV. And they have a few that are settings. Were you playing with the button? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can push the button. You can basically put it in a mode that simulates an old backlight and you turn it on and it does the mini LED backlight. And it looks, it looks really good. Now, this is a totally controlled demo. I'm just remembering. Do you I'm remember? not going to promise you that this is perfect, huh? 
Do you remember like 10 years ago when Vizio did their 100 and I think it was like 120 inch TV? Yeah. 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 And it was the ugliest. And everybody was like, this is preposterous. (laughs) Like you could only check it out like in a giant warehouse because that's the only place the TV would fit. (laughs) And it was garbage TV. Yeah. It was just the ugliest TV possible. That's when they uh, that's when uh, people started doing really intense local dimming demos. Yeah. Uh, And TV companies will still like the drop of a hat. A TV company will go to the summer like, here's a TV without the TV. It's just the backlight. And they'll show you like half the screen has a TV on it and the other half is just the backlight. And yeah. Like, Look at the backlight move with the, the image. And you just watch like, Sandra Bullock like yeah. spiral out and turn into lights. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good demo all around. I'm just saying this is the year you see it on the show floor this year. It's everywhere. And, you know, my prediction is always rooted in my firm belief that people will pick big, cheap screens. And so if you can give people a screen at, at 65, say, that is almost as good as an OLED, but cheaper, they're going to pick that one. Oh, yeah. right. Especially if they can't tell. And then if you can get, and it's brighter, which is always the thing. Well, like I, it, To that point, actually, like it, it makes me think of the the test Marquez Brownlee does every year with the smartphone cameras. Yeah. And every year what wins is just the brightest camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people don't want anything else, but it's just if it's bright and there's lots of colors. That's people it. are into gonna, it. And it's the same thing. You, you see it in a store. It's the same thing. It's why they crank the brightness to 50,000%. Yeah. But uh, the the thing that I think is just like really interesting is like, oh man, like what if the baseline size of a TV gets even bigger next year? And it's, you're no longer picking 55 and 65. You're picking between like 65, 75 and, and 98. <laughs> this could be kind of wild. My wife steadfastly refuses to buy a TV above 50 inches for our house. Ooh. She just thinks anything over 50 inches is like outrageous and unnecessary and no one should have it. And the number of choices that we have under 50 inches is getting so small. Yeah. So fat. Like, it's crazy. And the TVs aren't very good at that size. No, they're trash. You can't buy a good TV at that size, <laughs> which is why we have, yeah, you like, you gotta a get to 55. Crappy TCL Roku what TV. You Could just... you tell Anna this, please? Yeah. Can you, like, black out the 65-inch on the box and just... <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, I promise don't, it's don't, 50. Yeah, yeah, don't worry She's about like, it. I thought the other one was 50. Like, no, that one's 30. Yeah, like, don't see, they, they measure them differently Don't now. measure it's it. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> don't <laughs> measure the TV. So that actually brings us to, like, the next thing that's happening here, which is... For all of this talk about fancy backlight technologies and good-looking pictures, uh, the best-selling TV in the country is the Frame TV. Mm. Your just, nemesis. It just, it's, <laughs> it's the proud owner well, of Frame no, TV. Those, those two things totally square for me, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going to put this increasingly humongous thing in your home, like an 85-inch black panel just looks ridiculous. I see. In my mind, <laughs> that looks like a symbol of success, <laughs> stability. Uh, but you are correct. Most people do not just want a wall of black in their house. Right. Uh, they would prefer to have a middling single backlight, extremely bad LCD <laughs> panel. That's the dream. Yeah. Just all showing some art. Uh, the, the frame is wildly successful. Yeah, uh, it is. It dominates Samsung's TV sales. They they love it. Uh, it is. I'm just going to tell you, it is not a great TV. Like, it's a find. It will do the job. They've updated it nothing this year because it is basically fine. And they're just they're flying off the shelves. The update for the frame this year is that now in art mode, the refresh rate lowers to 60 hertz instead of just staying at 120. Sick. If you have been following, like, cell phones <laughs> for any period of time, you're like, oh, this is four generations behind variable yeah. refresh tech in cell phones. And Samsung's like, no, no, this is plugged into the wall all the time. We're going down to 60 to show a static image of a painting. <laughs> the frame did. is a monopoly. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> the frame is a monopoly. They feel no competitive pressure. And they're like, whatever. You want some art? Yeah, everybody's out here now making things that they want to be frame competitors. Yeah. And what they are is just televisions. <laughs> <laughs> right, so TCL has an art store. I, it's unclear what that is. They have a, a, there's just a sign on the show floor that says TCL art. Yeah. And art is written in like marker font. And all it is on the booth is a TV with a bunch of paintings around it. And it's like, <laughs> I think you fundamentally misunderstand what yeah. the frame is doing. Uh, Hisense has, a, it looks like a Jetsons TV. That's their art TV. That. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's trying to come at this idea, which is the TV should look good once off. And I think Samsung just has such a dominant position here that they just do not care it would be cool if the tv was better well but that's also one of the reasons i think the transparent displays are interesting is because like and this is the stuff we were talking about last week too that these things are sort of increasingly mm-hmm. furniture and there's a feeling like this should blend into the rest of my house instead of just being a gigantic I black mean, thing to the point the lg one is is furniture 
Like, right. And they're, yeah, actually, they're like, like showing it with, right, with all this other stuff on the stand. And yeah, I think that's really cool. I, I think it's like very, very cool. I would almost want to get one. But like Chris Welch pointed out, the, the picture's kind of garbage when you just want to yes. watch TV. It's like, it's worse. But it's better than the frame, at least. <laughs> so is everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. low bar, but yeah. better than the frame. No, I think that's right. But I think that trend, I think, is super interesting, even though we're not getting what we should have. Because the transparent thing is also going to cost a billion dollars. And it kind of sits in a really awkward way in that it's actually going to call more attention to itself yes. than a normal TV would. Because we're all kind of conditioned to not notice TVs. You yeah, fireplace. Right? Like, on for it the whole time you're like i have a wire frame fireplace yeah like the fish tank mode just 24 7 yeah Yeah. i love it i the fish tank thing is so cool i swear that was the moment it clicked for me because i was like oh this is going to fancy doctor's offices yeah like that that's who's gonna (laughs) use what you want the bleeding edge of oled technology (laughs) you're like look at some fish in your doctor's office all right samsung did announce some other stuff in the tv zone i'm just gonna read you one and here's what i'm gonna do first i'm just gonna say this word to you and i want you to guess what you think this feature is. Oh, boy. Samsung announced that its new 24 TVs will feature, in addition to Workout Tracker and Techno Gym, which I think are self Perfectly understandable. Yeah, yeah, I get those. Samsung Tail. Samsung Tail. Tail. T-A-I-L. Yeah. Is it an acronym? Nope. Is it like Paw Patrol? Is it like for children? Oh, that's good. It's not for children. Okay, it's, it's not like, for children. It's like... Okay, this is this and is it's my not a series guess. of cops that are dogs. It's <laughs> with tails. <laughs> it's it's pet mode for your television. Oh yeah. That instead of guess. turning it all the way off and showing art, you show like puppies running around. That's good. Or squirrels. It's wrong. Dog it's good. <laughs> it's, it's it's dead wrong. But okay, it's good. Alex, what's your guess? Well, it was Paw Patrol, but no. <laughs> it's, it's just the Paw Patrol. Just Paw Patrol. You push the button, dogs come running out and solve crimes. <laughs> this would be great. I would love that. Ooh. Um, Something related to Wi-Fi? No. No? No. HDR. No, I'm just going to start you, you, listing you words. Those are just features of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Samsung Tail. Yeah. Enables real-time video consultation with a vet in the comfort of the user's home. See, we were From close. basic we were care close. tips to advanced advice. Dr. Tail has <laughs> a range of questions covered. Users connect with veterinary experts in real time whenever they need. This is a startup that Samsung saw at like a Samsung dev day. And they're like, yeah, Dr. Tail, you're part of the TVs now. And now it's just part of the TVs. I. <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. That is the most Samsung thing. <laughs> Do you remember when Samsung had all those apps called like Milk? Yeah. You could get Milk Music. Yeah, yeah, And it's just like Samsung sees a weirdly named startup and it's like, yes. That's it. Let's do it. That's like Come a good. Our gadgets. That's a good business model. You just like come up with a startup that wouldn't make sense. Put a weird name on it. Be like yeah. Samsung. <laughs> yeah. You want Would it? you like to bundle this on Look, an Android Big phone? tech companies. Very few of them can buy companies anymore. All right. This is a problem. <laughs> Lena Khan's really ruined it. Unless it's Doctor Tail and Samsung TV. In which case, it. she's fine. Last piece of Samsung news. Speaking of frame, such a hit. Uh, Samsung is expanding the franchise. They've made a frame speaker which I still find utterly perplexing because it's just a speaker behind a picture. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it really is like, imagine you took a a Bluetooth speaker and just hit it behind a painting. This is what I'm saying. Samsung did it for you. Right. So I'll be honest. I I don't hate this at all. It does not need to exist. Yeah. But I love that it does. It's like Ikea makes some of this stuff too, where they're like, what if our lamp was also a Sonos speaker? I'm like, what if? What if IKEA? It's a great question. It does seem Let's like do Samsung it. has made one turn more innovative than Sonos and IKEA, in that it appears you can pick your own picture in the Samsung Frame speaker. Which I don't know if you've been following Frame technology, <laughs> key element in the analog Frame world. Huge uh, fan of that. IKEA was like, nah, this is just one one picture of sparkles. Yeah. I like was it? like, do you want it to look like a hotel room in your house all the time? We got you. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so that's TV news. It's again, I wouldn't I'm not saying there's like one standout TV here apart from the tra- transparent one. It's not like the year that like plasma TVs were introduced or the year that, you know, OLED kind of broke and we're like, oh, this is the future. I I'm do the- think you're right, though, that this is like we're going to look back at this as like, the oh, this was the year we saw all the mini LED TVs. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think this is the year that TV sizes start to get bigger. And I think that's fascinating. Like, if you are running a movie theater chain, 
and you're looking at people buying 98-inch TVs for their house that look really good, I don't know, man. What do you put that on, though? A 102-inch wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm thinking of the furniture situation there. I need a, like, I, basically for me specifically, I just need a much larger credenza to put a TV that big yeah. on it. That well, sounds right. Yeah. We'll come back next week for the AV furniture show. Yeah. <laughs> House we'll shop for credentials here in Vegas. We'll be back. It's measuring tape. All right. We got to take a break. The frame is a monopoly. All right. I'm just telling you right now. If you are out there, you're a TV maker, put some competitive pressure on Samsung. This thing needs local dimming tomorrow. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we're back. Virtual CES 1, the Kia Connected Home, gazing out. I don't see Dieter out there. We reliably told he was there at some I, point. I 100% saw Dieter out there earlier. Shaking my fist in the direction of the Google booth. Lots of other gadgets here at CES. Lots. Alex, you've been paying a lot of attention to laptops, monitors, the, the gaming gadgets. Yeah. What's, what's, what's going on in Windows World? Well, gaming, okay. first of all, has been kind of like weirdly the story of CES, gaming has right? Been really here. Like used to, you could have one person kind of cover gaming stuff reliably. And now it's like, ooh, ooh maybe I need to assign more people to cover this next year. Because yeah. And it also kind of felt like gaming stuff was always sort of off on its own. It was like, here's like the gamer section of CES. Yeah. But now it feels like. Even these like extremely mainstream brands are mostly making gamer things. Yes, they all are. Like HP is doing it and, and and Dell. And I mean, they were already doing it. But Lenovo like is even kind of leaning more into their gaming stuff. They they even introduced another one of those external GPUs that everybody does every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, yeah, this will be the year. And it's never the year. <laughs> but Lenovo's, Lenovo's out there doing it. I think they were mainly thinking more for professional reasons, like using the GPUs for AI. But I think that's also why we're seeing more gaming stuff is because you need really powerful GPUs for AI and also for gaming. And so it's like, okay. Yeah. And that would also explain, I guess, why it seems like a lot of all this gamery stuff is getting slightly less gamery. Like my theory with gaming stuff has always been that it's just those are the people willing to spend money on fancy things and high-end Oh, no, I have a way spicier take. Oh, yeah? What's your spicier take? If you want to make a young person buy a Windows computer, it has to be a gaming computer. Yep. Well, that's interesting. And that's why, like, all all the gaming laptops... By the way, that's, like, 25% spicier than needs to be. Please, direct your emails to (laughs) alex.kranz. I agree with him. (laughs) I totally agree with him. Uh, But, no, so we saw, like, a lot of gaming laptops this year, and they were all, like... I wouldn't feel weird pulling it out at a coffee shop. Like, I'm older now. I don't really want to pull out something and it's got a bajillion lights <laughs> and it on goes, it. Yeah, when you turn like, it on. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it from space because it sounds like it's about to go into space. I'm trying to, like, avoid that in my life now. And but you still to... want to play sick games at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I still get want it. to play Baldur's Gate yeah. forever at the coffee shop until they ask me politely to leave. <laughs> and it feels like that's much more possible now. One, because the processors have gotten better. The CPUs are a lot better. The GPUs have gotten smaller and are, are very efficient. Um, the batteries are getting a little bit better. And two, they just start making these laptops and, and thinking about the rest of us. Or more specifically, they're thinking about, as I heard over and over and over again, this will work really well in your dorm room. And I was like, uh, yeah. my dorm room. Okay. Mine? No, not mine. Someone's dorm room. Yeah. And and so that that's really what they're positioning for. It's for the college kids who who are coming in and they don't want like an adult, the laptop their parents have. Right. But they also don't necessarily want like neon green lights and stuff all over their laptop. They want to like play games, but also take the thing to class. Yeah. And so we're seeing a lot of laptops. A lot of them have new white colorways. That was a big thing for, I think both HP and Legion were both introducing laptops that were like white and they look really, really nice. And you can turn the, you can, you know, you've got RGB keyboards. And then if you don't want that, you can turn it off. 
And that just seems really, really nice. But we saw one from Legion or we saw one from Lenovo. We saw one from HP, Alienware, uh, the, the Dell one. They actually they used to have a really big exhaust fan on the back and they still do for their more powerful ones. But the the new the M16 R2, they got rid of the butt. There's like a big butt on the back yeah. of the laptop. Yeah. And they just said, nope. Classic Alienware move. Yeah. They like chopping the butt, chopping the butt. Alienware. Well, first you add the butt. <laughs> right. Get They've got two moves. The CEO yeah. is like, "This is the butt year," <laughs> and then the next year he's like, "Get rid of the butt." But that really it's like is... you know they used to make the iPod like skinny and fat and wide and narrow. Like, I'm just take no and pull it every year. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very accurate. That is what happens. A lot of times they're like, "The butt got too big. We have to shrink the butt." And so this year they like they took it completely off they've still got it for their for their higher end ones but for like the 4070 and below they're like we don't actually for the nvidia 4070 and below they're like we don't actually need to have all of that exhaust we don't need all that heat and stuff we're fine you can do enough for gaming and and that's true like most games nowadays aren't as demanding like the really popular ones you know the Fortnite, the Baldur's gate just not as demanding it feels like after all these years of trying to make like the one laptop that could be all things to all people, ultra powerful and ultra portable and everything. They're finally finding like a pretty good middle ground that yes. isn't for anybody at either side, but actually hits like the middle 80%. Yeah. In a way better way. Yeah. And like, I consider myself a gamer. I play a lot of video games. I don't want the huge giant laptop. Right. I like, I don't want to carry it. It's super heavy. I don't want to try to power it. Some of the times you can't even bring the <laughs> chargers on the plane. Like, I want I want something that I can play most of my games at reasonable enough. That's why I like the Steam Deck. That's yeah. why it's a really fun device. That's why we're seeing a lot more of these like little handheld PCs where you can play that. Like the MSI Claw was the new one this right. time, which I really, really like. Not as much as Sean. Sean loves the MSI Claw. Yeah. But also, I, I don't like it because the controls on it. Have you seen the controls? I haven't seen it. Okay, so Steam like the Steam Deck has the little the little touch pads. And you can control it and it works like a mouse. Everybody else who's doing this right now has just joysticks and and a D-pad. And it's just not as good. I'm like, part of why I like the Steam Deck is I have a bajillion inputs. And now it's like... And they're all super customizable. Yeah. So you can do any kind of weird thing you want with your Steam Deck. Yeah. And so they're now like, okay, what we're going to do is pack in like a little Intel processor. We're going to make this thing really, really fast and not give you super great controls. But you are getting much better displays. Like the MSI one, the MSI Claw has like a variable refresh rate. It's got uh, a decently sized battery and it's got the, the Hall Effect uh, joystick. So you don't oh, get the, nice. jo- the drift yeah. and stuff. Wait, so there's some like Intel processor news. You said that the Claw is, it's got a newer Intel processor in it. Right. Intel's got its new 14th gen mobile processors here. That's sort of yeah, they, making they, all these gaming laptops go. They announced it like... I think a week ago, two weeks ago, they announced it right before CES. Yeah. And it's the new Meteor Lake. And they're just really, really good processors. I feel like for the last couple of years, you would always go to an event and everybody would be like, we're going to make really thin laptops next year, like fan free, really cool laptops, just like Apple. And it's going to be awesome. And it never happened. And now it's like, oh, no, they can actually do it. Like Meteor Lake gives you these really, really thin laptops. It's giving you these really, really cool handheld gaming devices where you can actually have a lot of power in a fairly small thing and and still have the good thermals because that's also the big limitation. Like you can't do really fast gaming if the processor overheats, which it will. <laughs> if your device is on fire, it yeah. doesn't play games. If your very hands well. are melting holding yeah. on to it, that's bad. <laughs> and and they they've they've it seems like with with Meteor Lake they've finally found that balance. And like, I'm, we haven't gotten to check out a lot of these things. I was going to say, I feel like I've heard that specific story so many times. Yeah. And Qualcomm is out here being like, we did it guys. But I think our batteries last 37 hours. I think the difference is typically the laptop makers don't like buy into that hype. Like the process, the Intel will come out and tell you this is a year. And then the laptop makers generally will be like, this is not the year. We may release like one as like a pity. Right. They'll often run like a whole generation behind just yeah. for that reason, because they're like, we don't trust this new thing. We're, we're going to wait this out a minute. Yeah. Because they're the ones like that are going to get yelled everybody at. Everybody is. Yeah. But this year, now. everybody jumped yeah, on it. Everybody has stuff. They're really, really embracing it. So it feels like we're finally like, I think it was 2017, 2018, where I was seeing these super thin laptops and they'd be like, next year, this is going to come out. We're going to show you this for real. And I'm like, cool. And it never happened. And then this year, like, it really feels like it's happening. And it's not just with the gaming ones, too. It's also, like, Lenovo's got a new ThinkBook 13X, I believe it's called. And it is just, like, it's super, super thin. It only weighs, like, 2.2 pounds. 
it's got a magnesium body, so it's like stainless magnesium. So it doesn't get fingerprints at all. Everything else in the Lenovo booth was covered in fingerprints. <laughs> and that one, that one worked. I was like, hey, it does work. And it was just like, it feels like a toy, but it was a full laptop. And I was like, I, I just covet this. I just want to own this laptop now because it is so thin and so light. It was like the old MacBook. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's, it's that. I really hope that's true. Cause I it's want like, that to, be true. to me, running around looking at a bunch of these laptops, there's been the sort of normal CES glut of just like weird ideas about laptops where there's some that they're like what if we had foldable screens and you saw a lenovo one that runs windows and android and sometimes they're just like what if everything about the laptop we just moved six inches to the left and then that was a laptop (laughs) but there's also just a bunch of them this year that they're just like oh no we just made a better laptop that is good (laughs) and it feels like especially what the last three years apple has just like run away with the best laptop to use every day as a regular person. This is what I'm saying about the gaming PCs. If you want someone, if you want to knock someone off the default of buying a MacBook Air, you you need to show up with video games. Right, which is, I think, part of why Apple is now pushing the Mac as a gaming platform harder than ever because they're trying to undo that a little bit. But that only works for the Windows manufacturers to the extent that you have also made a pretty good laptop. Yeah. Because, like, I'll figure out another way to play games. And, like, Microsoft is doing Game Pass, which is going to be playable on these other devices. So, like, that specific thing is going to fall apart if these Windows manufacturers can't figure out how to make just, like, an everyday very good laptop that is also better for gaming. And, like, that is... It's starting to spin But let me ask Alex about the most incredible device here at CES. It's the Lenovo ThinkBook, which I believe you've seen. I've seen all of the Lenovos. Yeah. Sorry. Can I just the, can I just stop you real fast? Yeah. It's called the ThinkBook Plus Gen 5 Hybrid. <laughs> Please. That's <laughs> very important. <laughs> My apologies to the Gen 5 Hybrid family. I'll be releasing Gen, this as a note. Gen 4 can get out of here. <laughs> yeah. As you know, I've always valued the contributions of the Gen 5 Hybrid family. I, I meant no disrespect. I have so many Gen 5 Hybrid friends. Uh <laughs> Your best friend is Gen 5. It's like, somehow I'm going to take this joke and actually canceling myself. Yes. I don't know how, but it's coming. No, you saw this thing. The yeah. <laughs> Gen 5 hybrid. It is literally two computers, it's just two computers. attached with a hinge. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. What? So the, it has a Qualcomm processor in the screen and an Intel processor in the base, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, on the base of it is is just a Windows machine, and then the top of it is is a tablet. And when you pick it up, you're like, oh yeah, that's a tablet up there because it kind of like has that little wobble. It's not as bad as sometimes. Yeah. Remember the early the early ones where they put the tablet up and then the, the horrible little keyboard, and you'd pick it up and you'd be like, I could never use this. It's a little more balanced than that, but it's still got that like heft. Yeah. To it because it's got a 14 inch tablet like in the top of it. And what was interesting was you really just like pull it off. You don't you don't have to press a button. You don't have really? to do anything. You just like grab it and yank because it's its own computer. Yeah. It's its own battery. It's have two batteries. Yeah, it's got two batteries. So it's this like, is like I the, love this product. Do you remember just, the, the Microsoft Surface Book? Yeah, that was one of those things that like I don't think anyone bought it except for like six people. But those six my people, niece and nephew had Surface. I was like, loved it bizarrely. That had like a rabid fan base of people yeah. who liked it for exactly that reason. It's but like the base had a battery and a GPU, right? Yeah. So this made this the base of the Lenovo ThinkBook Plus Gen That's 5 fair. Hybrid. <laughs> it's a Windows. Computer. It's just a full-on <laughs> Windows computer. Just a whole one. <laughs> I actually really love this. It's like, it's a weird, fun idea. They were like, oh, we were, we asked, hey, can you communicate between the two? Like if you're working on something and you pull it off, the pull the, the tablet off, you can keep working. They're like, no, <laughs> it's it's two computers. It's like a full Dr. Jekyll need, and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, you will have computer. to transfer all of your files no. in order to do it. They, yeah. they didn't even build like an app to fake they're, it. They're, they're working on that. They're working. They're working on, on that. that. There was also like the, the separating the two was a little difficult because it's it's a it's it's a sample. It's it's not ready for release yet. They yeah. said it's absolutely going to be better when the when the thing finally comes out. So I'm excited to try $2, that out. Two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. Somebody and they haven't figured computers. out. They haven't figured out the detach. I mean, just read from Alex. She's being nice. <laughs> this is very nice. The converting process was also dead simple. Just yank on the tablet until it disengages. 
The sample version I tried would sometimes need some coaxing to separate. <laughs> just a little. I was like, at one point, I was like, maybe it just doesn't come off. Maybe like this isn't the laptop I'm supposed to be looking maybe at. Maybe this isn't the Gen 5 And then, then the guy came over and was like, no, no. <laughs> like, you just gotta want it. Yeah, oh, that's great. And then it worked fine after that. I guess this is you, a classic CS product. Yeah, it as, was as somebody delight. who like rode really hard for the ASUS Transformer lineup yeah. for years, where you could dock your phone into a tablet and then dock that tablet into a keyboard, and it was just all the devices all at once. Yeah. I'm so happy this thing this exists. This is CS exists again to sell TVs to the unwitting masses, and also to have the Motorola. What was it? The Axiom? The Atrix. The Atrix. The, Atrix, the yeah. greatest phone of all time. Oh the Atrix, God. which they had a lap dock. And then I that wanted opened. it so yeah. bad. And then the, the Transformer. And then this guy. Just yep. if you can shove two computers into one computer, yes. CES is the place for you. I was describing CES to somebody this morning as half just a place to show off things that Best Buy might want to buy. Yep. And then half just companies saying, is this anything? <laughs> and, and it's, it's just, they're just like, uh, v Song wrote a whole thing about like a wood paneled litter box that will also weigh your cat. It's like that is the most is this anything gadget I've seen in forever. And I love CES for that. I have a question. You just walk by and it's people who are like, I'm from France. Is this anything? Does it weigh your cat before and after? Like given the nature of a litter it's box. That's a really good question. By all accounts, you're, you well, could also, also back into weighing something else. Right. It would know what's yeah. left. It's a really good question. I don't know what that data is for. Why would you need? Science. I just know her cat's apparently too large to use it. Samsung tail will tell you. My apologies. She's, yeah, she's going to hold it up to Samsung everyone. tail. Okay, so I want to ask about two more things. Every year, Razer usually they do a thing. They do a thing, right? Yeah. It's like a project. But, that, uh, but it seems like they're pretty chill this year. Pretty chill. They did have like a, a pad that you can like sit on mm -hmm. for your seat and it will like kick you in the butt when you play video games. You would say it's, it's a haptic cushion, yeah. I think they called it. And yeah. this, Sean, Sean was kind of impressed by it. He was like, this is fun. But that, that technology has been around for a while. Like a lot of people have done that before. And as with a lot of these Razer CES things, they, they never come to fruition. They're very good at getting attention. Yeah, for, they're very, I mean, I anything? love it. Yeah. Like the year they brought in the Razer laptop and it had three screens. And I was like, next year, this is going to exist. It never. Yeah. No. Right. Speaking of things you'd love to take into chemistry class. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then there's a Samsung flip phone called the Flipple. Okay. <laughs> what is this called? Once again, Eli, I am in the position of having to correct you on very important naming things. There are two new Samsung display okay. folding screens. Uh, I am on the record as I believe flip phones are the future and folding yes. phones are mostly stupid. Samsung has two new flip phone concepts, both of which basically go... Not quite 360 degrees because it runs into each other, but it like folds all the way open. Uh, one is called the Flex In and Out, all one word. Yeah, and the other is called. We should we should talk about this. <laughs> the other one is either called the Flex Lipple, okay, or the Flex Lipple. I just want to point um, out that Flipple is a better name. It is a hundred percent better. Name. better. Uh, it is, I believe, a portmanteau of the words light and simple. Oh no! So Lipple has to be it because Lipple's hysterical. It does have to be lipo. Yeah. You're right. Lipo I'm, sounds more like a better. medical condition that you'd better, have. It's better. Lipo like... sounds like a medical condition. <laughs> Doctor. Like, lipo. that's what you take for your heart? Lipo's like the thing you get diagnosed with. Yeah, I think that's right. But these things are like... <laughs> it also rhymes with something. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get out there. Just, uh, I think we all know what's room. getting diagnosed yeah. when you have lipo, okay? <laughs> we all know what part of the body is getting diagnosed. We got David. We broke Do David. Well, no. Day yeah. one of the CS oh, show, boy. we broke David Pierce. <laughs> it's gone. I just... But so you you like the phones? Yeah, you, you like them. The L-I-P-L-E. Uh, yeah, just again, it's like it, it, on the ins is this anything scale. Everybody comes every year to CES yeah. and is just like, look at this crazy thing we made a screen do. LG has a big booth of the bending OLEDs. The competition for like wildest array of screens this year is kind of a bummer, actually. Yeah, yeah. They really toned it down. LG yeah. and Samsung have really toned it down. Yeah, normally they're just like, we have a wave of 600 televisions yeah. that you can walk through. And this year, LG's thing was just like, I don't know, 20 of the transparent TVs that just move back and forth. Not a single yeah. tunnel. Not that cool. Yeah. yeah. Very but exciting. anyway, so I think Samsung is doing stuff with phones that I continue to think is really interesting. And part of the appeal of something like this is that because it can fold all the way around, you don't need an outside screen and an inside screen. 
which could, in theory, make this thing cheaper and easier to manufacture. Would it? But then what happens to the inside when you unfold it? It becomes the outside. So it's just nothing. You can customize it. Yes. Beautiful <laughs> pictures of Will I Am and his Mercedes. <laughs> I do. And we'll, we'll talk about this on Thursday. <laughs> Alex is doing some important foreshadowing here. Yes. Will I Am wrote a song about infotainment systems. <laughs> so yes, everybody. We have until Thursday to figure out a fair use way to play the whole song <laughs> on the first cast. <laughs> All right. We got to take a break. Uh, we, we should talk about the Vision Pro announcement. Yeah, we should. It, it did hit this week. We'll be back. We'll talk about that. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, we're back. CS, day one. Day, it's day one. One-ish. Yesterday was day zero. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I get this wrong every year. I've been coming here. This is like my 15th year. and I still don't quite know <laughs> what day of the show it is. I think it's day one. Lots to talk about at CS. We've got another show coming later this week. With all the rest of it. There's still news happening. We should end, though, this episode by talking about the thing that didn't happen here, but that will probably dominate the year in tech coverage, no matter what, uh, the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, which is a screen gadget and thus fits which is the a screen, rubric of our episode. Which it's is like a, mini screen. The most right. screens. <laughs> right. I heard a rumor, like I said at the top of the show, uh, people at CS are just full of speculation over the screens in the Vision Pro, how much this thing costs to build, whether Apple is making any money on it, whether they're not making any money on it. So we already knew the price. Yep. Industry should take it out from Apple. Apple announces things like, here's a price in a release window. They said early 24 and they meant it. Yeah. Yeah. So they said early 2024 and they meant it. End of January, they announced February 2nd, this thing shipping. Yep. $34.99, 3500 bucks for a 256 gigabyte model. Unclear if you need more storage in your face computer. <laughs> Who knows? To be fair, that's going to be like, Four minutes of spatial video, as far as I can tell. Spatial video on iPhone, where you can record it right now, it's yeah. 130 megabytes per minute. It's real big. Yeah. That's, that's not small. That's a, that's you, a... know, you gotta think in TikTok minutes, not like... Oh, I see. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> real minutes. Right. Yeah. I would say that the press release announcing Vision Pro, deeply confusing. It does not have any AR or MR apps really mentioned. Apps it mentioned in the press release include Fantastical. And Slack. It really seems like this is an iPad for your face. And what we've heard <laughs> from developers is that Apple is going way out of its way to tell them not to call it AR or VR or MR or XR or any of the other thousands of things. Like Apple is very specific that these are spatial computing apps. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to work. I've been wrong about Apple's ability to make things into buzzwords before but that one doesn't really work for me uh but it really does seem like at least at the beginning i've been talking to developers really for the last six months about this and the number of folks that i've talked to who are either sitting it out at the very beginning because they haven't spent enough time with it and aren't sure what to do with it and don't want to ship a crappy app just to have something there the first day or people who are saying basically everything we're doing is based on an ipad app anyway that's kind of the starting point for these vision pro apps we're just going to ship the iPad app and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. But I just want to give you the list. So Apple's own press release. I'm just going off very directly. Here's how Apple is communicating about the Vision Pro. They say it's shipping. It's coming out. Revolutionary new operating system and user interface. Vision OS. You can use your 
you pinchy pinch to select things, eye tracking. Eye tracking, when I saw it, uh, looked was amazing. Then they're like, you can immerse yourself in environments, which is a straight up VR feature. Yep. Right? That's interesting. The first thing that they tell you about it is that you can put yourself somewhere else. So it's a VR headset. Fascinating to consider. It's the first thing they say. Then they say, here's all the stuff you can do. Bullet list. An infinite canvas for productivity. First bullet in the list. Fantastical Freeform, Jigspace, Microsoft 365, and Slack. (laughs) It's like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Haleakala, and I'm going to Slack. (laughs) Right, like if you just read the press release, that's where you land. Yeah, in Apple's own messaging. Other, I think this is fascinating. Maybe this is the best Slack experience anyone has ever had in their entire life. Mm. It's just interesting that this is what they're landing on. Then the ultimate entertainment experience. Uh, so you know they're very proud of these displays. More than 4K TV for each eye. Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus, Max, other services on a screen that feels 100 feet wide. Okay, that's fa- with HDR video. Can so I it's tell big, you it's big TV. Fun big conspiracy TV. theory I have about this, which is that Apple deliberately doesn't mention Netflix because Apple and Netflix are beefing over all the stuff in the Apple TV Plus app. I have yeah. no evidence for this. That's how I feel. I would believe that. <laughs> 100%. Users can also enjoy new interactive experiences like Encounter Dinosaurs. Uh, VR app. So, I'm just, again, I'm just reading their press release. I don't, I'm not saying these things are good or bad. I'm just saying, if you just read how they're talking about it, they have described to you a VR headset. Yep. Yes. Fascinating. Uh, then gaming experiences, access games in the App Store, including 250, 250 titles on Apple Arcade. This is where I think the iPad for your face comes in. Yeah. Because what, what do we know about the Quest? The thing that sells the Quest is games, fundamentally games, and uh, Supernatural, which is a fitness game. Yep. That's what, the, even Meta refers to the Quest as games console. Mm-hmm. It is by far the, you might think the Vision Pro is going to blow the Quest away, but it is currently the market leader. So it's the thing you compare it to. Super Fruit Ninja, What the Golf. These are iPad games, right? Like, yeah. It's just, I'm just, and then the next one is Memories Brought to Life, uh, spatial videos and photos. This is fascinating. The people I know who have tried this thing say it is very convincing. I am very excited to try it. I've been taking some spatial videos. Excited to try it when we get our hands on one of these things. But that's limited to people who own an iPhone 15 Pro. Right. So that very, like, I mean, the thing costs $3,500. I'm assuming that's a pretty, yeah, big overlap is, of, yeah. of Apple customers, and then it's the, the then it's the stuff, right? Uh, spatial FaceTime, where you get your avatar, you can talk to, but you need two Vision Pros to pull this off. Fascinating. I if mean, a user is wearing Vision Pro while on FaceTime, they appear as their persona, while others joining from Mac, iPod, iPad, or iPhone appear in a tile. Okay, like we just have to see this stuff work, but that's still like this is the cutting edge stuff, and it, you can't really use it. Yeah, because you yourself will not experience this. Right. 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 It's actually you possible. You will be the persona to someone else. Right. If you're on a Vision Pro and everybody else is on a different Apple device for FaceTime. You get tiles. It's, it's actually not going to be a great experience. Right. It'll be fine, but like it won't be. Again, it's it's a face iPad. That's what that will feel like. What will you look and like? And then uh, that's it, by the way. Uh, then, then we get breakthrough design and we can talk about that stuff. But that in terms of experiences you can have in the headset, that's Apple's list. So iPad stuff and VR stuff. And it's, yeah, it's just funny that the, the first thing they describe is you will go somewhere else, totally VR, and then they describe productivity, then you can play games from the app store, mm. and then you, and then this Personas thing. You know, like I, again, I've worn one of these things. It was very compelling when I wore it. It's the best VR experience I've ever had. Yeah. But if Apple wants to break through into the spatial computing and they think the future is augmented reality, actually very unclear where the augmented reality part of this headset comes in. Yeah, I think the productivity is probably going to be the closest thing that we see there. Yeah. I mean, one thing I noticed, and again, it's possible this is just like the way that it's written in the press release, is Apple mentions that there are sort of specific spatial games like made for the Vision Pro and doesn't say that about any other app. So it's like, I think there's a decent chance that what we're going to get is like Fantastical with a different border in the Vision Pro. And I think that's going to be a lot of these apps where like, they're just going to get rid of the Chrome in their apps so that it feels more like a floating rectangle. And that's going to be the Vision Pro app. Yeah. And I think this question of like, what does a spatial calendar look like is going to take a while. And I don't know if that's a thing people want <laughs> or if that's worth working on or if it's going to be meaningfully better than an iPad app in front of your face. But it doesn't seem like anyone has really cracked that. Yeah. And I think Apple is betting that some combination of FaceTime and just like 
the interface is going to be the killer app for people. Because like to your point, the eye tracking is awesome. Yeah. The, the pinchy pinch thing, at least in the demos that we've gotten, is fantastic. Like it's just fun to use the thing. And I think for at least this first version of a $3,500 gadget, that might get Apple far enough. So, yeah, my theory is that Apple does not really want people to buy this one. Like it's scale, right? They're gonna make five hundred thousand, maybe. I think that's the rumor I heard in terms I was of like, like that's a lot. That I was gonna say like that's lot. the thing I've been hearing a bunch this week is how many does Apple think it's gonna sell? Yeah, that, and, that's and, the other number I, everybody's talking the, about. The thing I heard yesterday is they are actually capped by how many displays that can be made. We'll see, right? They, they're they're at the bleeding edge of display tech, uh, so we'll see. I, I just think that Apple does not want this to be this version of this thing to be a mass consumer because right, it's device. it's a developer's kit like yeah they just polished it up to yeah th that's why we don't that's why everything in it is is kind of weird and and we don't know what the killer app is because they don't know what the killer app is so they're like here's our thing please don't call it vr or ar even though that's what it is yeah and and i, I get why they're doing that they, they want to like they're late to that game and so they don't want to be feel like they're late to that game mm -hmm. so spatial computing is the thing and it sounds like it is really really cool but it's also just very clear that they don't know what they're doing entirely yeah and so let me just tell you what you get for your 3500 bucks you get uh the headset mm -hmm. you get the solo knit band and the dual loop band sick which are the headbands put around your head Appreciate a light that. seal and two light seal cushions the light seal seems like a thing that you got to finagle with and get exactly mm -hmm. right because you got to block out all the light the vision pro cover very important uh polishing cloth don't just skip over that it's that's like 20 free? bucks it's a lot i know wow. free polish cloth the battery the USB-C charging cable and the USB-C adapter i think we continually forget vision pro is two and a half hour battery life with an external battery pack <laughs> that you wear on in your pocket <laughs> yeah, on a cable mm. I'm just saying, like, I agree with you. I think this is a developer kit. I think they need developers to get their hands on this thing. They need people to start using it. They need to collect some data about what it's for, why it's why it exists. And I think that is just the most unlike Apple I've seen any product in quite a while. Even the watch, which I criticized heavily at the beginning, and it took them three tries to figure out the watch. Yeah. And yeah. now it's a huge success. And everybody knows it's a huge success. But the, the watch was like a shotgun blast of ideas about what you could do with a computer on your wrist down to you will flirt with people in school by sending them your heartbeat but that was like a complete johnny ive thought yes yeah not a good thought it's a not, fun thought not a thought that landed anywhere but he was like <laughs> here's what you're gonna do you're gonna put your fingers on your wrist then you're just gonna read your heartbeat and someone else is gonna feel your heartbeat and they will know that yeah, the, you want to go to the movies the vision pro is like comparatively a little is this anything yeah e, it's, that way. it's got that vibe yeah and but you I, know what's weird is there's nothing at ces trying to compete with it like there's a couple around, of things sony announced a fake headset that doesn't exist in real but that that they're just imagining as like a content creation device yeah. it's it's a camera more than it is anything but then yeah we saw xreal which is making the sort of like ar display glasses it's doing more like degrees of freedom and they can see depth and all this stuff like they're pushing towards this thing but everybody else is still on this like we're gonna take something that looks passably like glasses and then try to make it more and more powerful over time no one at least as far as i've seen is trying to do the whole swing so far i mean meta is very clear like meta is right yeah, oh sure but meta's yeah. not really here doing stuff either like, like, i think the thing is apple we're, we're looking at it as like oh is apple why is nobody competing with apple here and that's because apple is late to the party and apple has to actually compete yeah. with everyone, everyone else. else already launched their failed vr headsets two yeah. years ago and three and four and five years ago yeah <laughs> yeah but no and i also think what i've heard from a bunch of people this week that the fact that the Ray-Ban Meta smart glasses, the ones that actually look like real glasses, have been such a hit with people is changing a lot of folks' mind about actually the way to approach this. And I've gotten a lot of confidence from people over the last couple of months, but even including at this show, who think the Vision Pro is wrong in a way that people don't usually bet against Apple products and are convinced that if we can take something that is closer to looking like a normal thing you'd wear out at a place like CES and not a pair of ski goggles on your face, we can get that to powerful faster than Apple can get the Vision Pro to like socially cool. Yeah. And I think Apple usually wins that race, but this is kind of the hardest it has ever had to try to do that. And I just think it's going to be so fascinating. But I am sort of bummed that no one here, like this is the year Samsung should have been like, 
There's a rumor that it's, it's Samsung the and Google are going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have local dinning, uh, but it'll show you artwork right. anywhere you want. Uh, there's a rumor that Google and Samsung are going to do something again. Yeah. We'll see. Because that went great the last time. Remember like the I said, Galaxy Gear, how we, everybody had one of those. We, we've run this, we've run this <laughs> experiment before. Maybe we'll see. But that is, I will say, where CS is great. I love the gadgets. I love talking about TVs and laptops that are actually two laptops bolted together. <laughs> Put them together. Exhibit would be so happy. Uh, but I, I suspect we're going to spend the year talking about the Vision Pro. I think that's yeah. right. Uh, because it, it really, you know, Apple's betting on it. It's their big new category. A lot of ideas contain that thing. And I agree. I think there's something to the fact that the meta glasses are doing well and people like them in a way that we, I usually don't see this. Sean Hosser is here. He's taking a lot of videos at a lot of the, the little events. He's been wearing a phone sort of like on a chest mount so he could like show people with his hands. And our commenters on TikTok and on the social platforms are assuming that he's taking with the meta glasses. Oh, interesting. Which is super fascinating. Like they've already they've broken into consciousness such that people think that that's the camera he's using. And we and like Vera and our director is like, nah, that's an iPhone on a chest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it for this day one. It's day one, Liam. Day one. Day one of CS. It's always day one. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots more on the show. We got to do an entire show about not screens. Yeah. Uh, and Alex has to talk about ATSC 3.0. Some of, which have <laughs> Some of, which have Some of the non-screens. We haven't talked screens. about a car yet. Right. Yeah. And they're all, it's all cars here at CS. Uh, which have are not screens for David's rubric. They're not screen gadgets, but they do have screens. Shut up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Things that roll and things that don't. That's the new split. We'll be back uh, a little later this week with that episode. In the meantime, if there's stuff you want us to go check out at CS, you have questions about some of the stuff you're seeing, we're here. Like I said, from a tech reporter standpoint, this is fish in a barrel. We can go find out almost anything you want, except what the Vision Pro is for. That'll be for later. All right, that's it. That's for chest. Rock and roll. And that's it for the Vergecast this week. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 866-VERGE-11. The Vergecast is a production of The Verge and Vox Media Podcast Network. Our show is produced by Andrew Marino and Liam James. That's it. We'll see you next week. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.